Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. The topic is releasing. In order to begin again, there's a couple things that we have to do. We've got to want to dream again. And then, of course, we have to want to release again. Um, So I had an injury to my back and my doctor was like, go get an MRI. And I thought, cool, you know, they can really see what's going on. So they send me to this building and the building's gorgeous. The lobby is amazing looking. But what I did not realize is I was going to walk out of the lobby, outside, up the steps to a mobile trailer unit, which had the smallest MRI unit you've ever seen in your life. So I was like, cool. She puts the earphones on me. And all of a sudden, she slid me in to this MRI. Girl, I lost it. I was praying in the spirit. I was like, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I was just like praying over myself. By the time the tunnel hit my shoulders, I was losing it. She got me halfway in. And I'm like, get me out of there. And I'm not kidding. I began to have nightmares about being stuck. Like for a month. I dreamt that I was falling in a well and I just became like kind of claustrophobic to this day, even in an elevator. That is the worst. I always have this fear that I'm going to be stuck in an elevator. So I hear Mission Impossible music going through my brain and I begin looking at the tiles, how like Tom Cruise did, you know, I'm like, I'm going to pop up the top. I'm going to climb out. I'm going to get on top of the elevator. You know, I found out you can't even do that in an elevator. But when you have something like this happen to you, you start feeling kind of like you're trapped. How many of you guys have ever felt trapped in a relationship, trapped at a job, you know, just trapped in our finances? Or how many of you guys have ever felt like you had a dream, but you can't quite get to it, right? Well, look, freedom is one of the most precious things that we can have until we lose it. Many of you guys know that our church has locations in Africa. So in the country of Ghana, we actually built a church there and we have several locations. We have a school for children. And in the last trip I took, I had the blessing and honor with Carlos and the team to tour Elamina Castle. So in 1482, European traders turned a timber and gold marketplace into the transatlantic slave trade route. And they built the slave castle on the Gold Coast of West Africa, now known as Ghana. And that is where our ministry is. And I have been to 32 countries, God so good. I've toured all kinds of places, but nothing has touched my heart so much as to be able to walk on those grounds. In 1482, all of this is going down. They have these women that they have trapped in a jail and they have a thousand men. They've got over 500 women that are there. And we walked all of this, the hallways and we heard about uh, the Portuguese that would keep them in different countries and, and how they would take these precious people and turn them into slaves. 
And there was this one port that so many people have never even heard about. It's a tiny little hole. I mean, it would probably come to my shoulders like this. And it's a port. And they would starve these people, reduce in weight, so they could go through a port of no return. And I began to reflect even on the life of so many women that were there. It's the most emotional thing. Uh, we were there with about 15 people from our church. And before we know it, we just begin to weep and weep and weep. I have a real passion for women that feel trapped and they're hurting. And I saw this vision kind of go before my eyes. I closed my eyes and I saw a beautiful, beautiful woman uh, with dark skin and uh, just innocent brown eyes. And I wrote this right in the book and I'm going to read you the line that I wrote. And it said, fear carved all over her flawless features. With her back forced against the icy stone, I could not help wondering how she felt with no way of escape. Could she have praised God through the torment? What exactly did she feel? How could she survive the mental agony? And did she look to the heavens for help? And did she wonder where her God was? You know, if I could have spoken to that beautiful woman and countless others like her, I would have said this, God sees you. God sees you and he loves you. I would have said he hasn't abandoned you. And not only does he see your pain, but he feels it too. And he cries with you. For people that want to begin again, but we feel bound by circumstances, loss or emotional imprisonment, I want to speak about confinement because I want you to know that God is concerned with what concerns you. Have you ever felt like, does God even know that I'm going through this hurt and this pain? And we went through this tour. I tell you, you begin to realize the harshness that people have gone through that we totally take for granted. And it really made my small feelings of being trapped in certain things like nothing. But I began to think that there was a God that we cry out to even when we don't see him doing things for us, even when he doesn't answer our prayer right in that moment. But I want you to know, just like the word of God says, is he is concerned and he knows it. One of my, my favorite Bible studies is about Lazarus. And you have Martha and Mary and they're two sisters and they're friends with Jesus. And so all of a sudden Lazarus is sick. They send a message to Jesus and they're like, look, you got to come. My brother is really, really sick. And do you know that Jesus didn't respond right away? He doesn't respond. And they're like, man, what's up with you? You know, so the Bible says actually they were kind of upset and they were in the room and Jesus shows up. Do you know Lazarus is already dead? The Bible says the body stench. He had already been buried for several days and he shows up. And the first one to come out of the house is Martha. And then later Mary comes out the house and says, man, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. If you were here, my brother would be well. How many times do we go through something and we say, God, if you were here, I wouldn't have had to go through so much pain. There's times, I mean, I, I just was like, Lord, please. I mean, I don't even want you to answer all my prayers, but if you could just answer this one. And so they had prayed for Jesus to show up. 
And the brother's dead. They're thinking there's no hope. And then the Bible says they began to weep. And then it says that Jesus wept with them. And it shows Jesus' compassion. But here's what I want you to understand tonight is that Jesus could have showed up and he could have just healed him real quick, right? He could have just got him through the sickness and just touched Lazarus, okay? He could have healed him from his sickness. He wouldn't have died, wouldn't have been buried. But what Jesus does is he calls out to the tomb and he tells Lazarus to come back to life. Now that is pretty amazing. Sometimes we're praying for a quick healing and what God wants to do is a miracle. How many of you have seen that in your life? Like you wish he would have just fixed this little thing, but that wasn't God's plan. It wasn't his timing. And God turns around and he fixes something bigger. See, that's our God. He could have come in on the quick fix with Lazarus, but instead he does a miracle. And the Bible says that Lazarus came back to life. God does bigger things than my prayer request. He's so aware. He's concerned. And so what does that mean? Our failed relationships matter to your maker. See, when things don't work out, our friends don't work out, our husbands don't work out, things don't work out, it matters to your maker. And God sees your heart concerning the wrong decisions that trap us. And sometimes we get trapped in spiritual captivity. Like we don't feel any more emotion. Like we want to worship and really get into it, but like something is missing. And the Holy Spirit, he wants to move you past emotional injury because sometimes pain becomes our identity. Sometimes that story is the only story we know. And friends, girls, God wants to set you free from the emotional captivity. The Holy Spirit wants to release thoughts that are binding up our joy. Do you know what? The enemy tries to bind our joy up and make us upset. And the Holy Spirit wants you to be free. He just wants you to be totally released from any kind of emotional pain. You know, he offered, Jesus offered the ultimate sacrifice. And because of his grace, we get things we don't deserve. Even though we deserve to be corrected, even though we deserve something worse, God goes, you know, I'm just going to give you one more chance. And he gives us chance after chance after chance because it breaks his heart to see us in emotional captivity. You know, it's all about stepping out of the shackles. Get out of the bondage. See, too many people refuse to begin again because they're listening to the wrong voices right? We listen to influences that can even be dressed up like a woman of God, like could even be dressed up like somebody that appears to just love the Lord. And when they're not busy praying, they're busy talking negative words into your ears. And we have to be careful with the influence that goes into our minds. Look, there was a young guy, and we read about him in the Bible in Luke, And he was literally trapped and lived in a graveyard. And in Luke 8, 26 through 40, it tells the story of Jesus and his disciples. And they are traveling across the Sea of Galilee to a country. And there is a naked man who's tormented by demons. 
The Bible says that there was a man that lived in the graveyard. And even though he was able to break free from the chains and shackles, he is stuck in his circumstance. And Mark 5, 5 says that the poor guy's always crying. It even said that he cut himself with stones. And when the man saw Jesus, instead of getting out of there and running away, he falls down before Jesus. And Jesus commanded the demons to leave. And the man who was healed of demons was so grateful. He tells Jesus, I want to be one of your people. I want to be one of your boys. I want to be a disciple. But Jesus had a bigger calling. Sometimes we're upset because God's not putting us in a certain area. And Jesus is going, hello, I got a bigger calling. I got something so huge for you. And this is what Jesus said in Mark 5, 19. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so what does a guy do? He goes and shares his story and he becomes an evangelist. He shares the good news with so many people. And it, the Bible says that all were amazed. What if you were to share what God has done for you? How many of you have felt like you almost got in an accident? Like, you know, God saved you out of that accident. You can just say right now, you know what, Pastor Rosa? I know I should have died. I, I know God's angels were on me, right? Because that's happened, you have a story. I want you to say that to yourself. Say, I have a story. I am qualified. I have a story. God wants you to share that story. And so after this guy was healed, God was still writing this guy's story. And his testimony starts a new chapter. And I want you to know that God has a new chapter for you. 2020, 2021 was rough. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't have amazing networks for you, amazing friendships for you, amazing connections for you. God has a new chapter for your life. And if you receive that, write that down somewhere and just say, you know what? God has a new chapter. Um, one of my favorite stories in the world. And it's a guy named Aaron Ralston. Has anybody ever seen the movie about Aaron Ralston? He is a professional hiker. Okay. And what happens is he breaks a rule. He goes hiking by himself. He ends up slipping in a cave and an 800 pound boulder ends up pinning his arm and he stays in this cave for three days. He has run out of food. He has run out of everything he can do. And so he is left with just a couple things. And one of them is a knife and a video camera. And he thinks to himself, I'm going to start etching in the cave my name. So in case they find this body, they'll know who it is. And as he began to take his knife and etch into the cave, he realizes that what he has in his hand, he has to cut his own arm off. And if he does that, he can free himself. He cuts his own arm off so he can unpin himself. And then he actually walked eight miles before a family picks him up and he lives through all of that. But the reality is that Aaron almost let himself die in that cave. And sometimes we let ourselves emotionally die 
in situations because we're not willing to cut off something that's keeping us bound. Sometimes, girls, there's relationships that are out of order, jobs, there is finances, right? There's regret, there's past bitterness to somebody that maybe hurt you or left you. And if we're not careful, that becomes the boulder that pins us down. We got to come to the point where we say, I'm willing to cut off everything so I can be free. But in order to be released, we have to receive the release from the Lord. And we have to free ourselves. And we do that through the power of Jesus. See, Jesus is able to lift hurt and pain and shame out of our life and fill us with his love. And if we accept his grace and mercy, of course, he allows us to overcome struggles and become new in him. You already have the freedom. You are already free. When you trust in the Lord, you're already free. It just takes that simple decision of faith. You know, I know that many of you, you've already accepted the Lord in your life, but we got to go back to the cross and we have to let him know that we receive his grace and his forgiveness. Jesus is amazing. He is the king of fresh starts. Even on the cross, he turns to the guy right next to him and he says, today you'll be forgiven and you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't care that he had murdered somebody. He didn't care what that guy did. He extended grace and forgiveness. Receive this promise for you. And the very first thing is decide, okay? Release the emotional, mental, and spiritual chains that bind you. Say, I'm gonna release emotional things that are holding me back. I'm not carrying it anymore. I'm releasing it today because Jesus already unlocked the door, girl. He unlocked the door and it's up to you to walk through it. If The second thing is allow, okay? That's the A and dare. Let God use your story to encourage others. You, some of us, we get caught up and you think, oh, my story's boring. Oh, nobody's, man, that, don't believe those lies. Everybody's got a story. You got a story and you need to share it. You got to tell people what God has done for you. The last thing is enjoy. Celebrate your freedom. You are free. You're free. Don't walk around bound. Don't walk around depressed. No, you are not allowed to do that. Remind yourself and every day just be like, God, I am free. I'm, yo, I am free. This is amazing. So celebrate your freedom. You don't need to keep on revisiting your prison cell. Don't go back to the prison cell. And always remember, when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Invite Rosalinda to speak at your meeting or group. Go to rosalinda.live for more details. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.